<laughs> so this thing we're going to do on Friday is going to be called um, the Gleet Together. It's like a get-together, but with Glee. I, I mean, I would imagine it would be a meet together um, no. based on how you... Gleet. Like... A meet together. Because there's because it's because it's get together, right? I guess. No, but like, yeah, I get it. But it's like, like it works more as a textual joke. <laughs> I guess. That's not. How would you? Okay. How would you say it? <laughs> Gleet together. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How else am I supposed to say it? Glet. Glet together. Well, it's because I want to say get. Right. Exactly. Let's all listen, glet together. Listen, I, I like I wrote it out first, and that's that's, fair. that's how no, it exists. It's still fine. I'm... I would call it a gleed up. <laughs> Yours is better. <laughs> Fuck. Sam, you punched up my joke. Welcome okay. to Sam and Maggie Hakley. This is a podcast where my brother Sam over here and I talk about the TV show Glee. Yeah, we've decided. Um, and start... no, 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 we've decided to start watching the television show Glee. Yeah. And <laughs> we're doing a podcast about it. <laughs> You were gonna do this, <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, Fuck. we watched Glee, we never got through it, so this is where we're gonna start. Um, so yeah, I remember watching, <laughs> I remember watching the pilot, um, in September of 2009, um, before I started high school, sure. Um, Sam, I'm sure you recall as well. Yeah, I mean, I was a freshman in high school. So. Oh, well, no, but we watched it in the previews, you remember? Yeah, it was in April before the fall began. Yes. They, tan- they tantalized us with the, with with this the glee, With this glee moment. And yes. I was like, oh, is this what high school's going to be like? And of course it wasn't. Because <laughs> no. That would be insane. <laughs> <laughs> truly. Truly. So our general feelings about Glee. Yeah, I mean, we started out with the podcast name. We hate Glee. We hate it because we never finished it, right. obviously. And, and we didn't finish it for a reason because mm-hmm. it got real wild. Um, I mean, but this first episode definitely like drew my attention and yeah. it has these like instrumentals where it's like you know yes, yes. you know the it acapella moments yes you know it yeah. um we think we'll make it our theme song one day fuck no okay we need to we need to get, come out of the bit yeah so this is season six episode 12 <laughs> it's called 2009 i would prefer death <laughs> above above any of this I mean, at this moment yeah so, just kidding like i'm i'm in a good frame of mind um yeah. this episode did put me in a good mood yeah this episode is actually surprisingly good considering the concept <laughs> when i saw it originally i was like this is gonna this is gonna suck so, but it was the, actually not bad yeah the basic concept of this episode called 2009 is Revisited, let's have these yeah. actors who are visibly older yes we Let's have them revisit the pilot and, yes. like, see the stories that we didn't see. Right. Like, Kurt's and Mercedes and Tina's and Artie's. Yes. And kind of Rachel. Like, kinda, fleshing her part, out a little part, bit some, more. A little bit of Rachel, but it's really just ups- fleshing out her obsession. Right. Even more. Yeah. So, before we get into the nitty gritty, this originally aired on March 20th, 2015, with 2.69 nice million viewers, um, which I forgot to write whether it was more or less. I think it's... Up. Yeah, it's up from last week, which was 2.02. So people are getting in. People are really like, you know, we're finally tuning in for these last few episodes. Yeah, I mean, that's something, yeah. right? The direct- that's a win. <laughs> yeah, the director was Paris Barclay, who has done episodes before. Yeah, who um, I stand to yeah, be honest. Paris, Paris Barclay is pretty great. Um, the American Horror Story episodes that he did for Coven yeah. are fucking dope. 
Yeah. They're so good. I mean, and it's not just because, like, I'm into witches or whatever. I mean, Coven is, like, literally the best season of American Horror Story. It truly is. So. And people who say it isn't are incorrect. Well, they're probably sexist. And maybe racist, too. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, and, like, that season actually hones in on some of these, like, on some, like, really potent, like, American historical values that are really right. toxic, which is great. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Because that is the American horror also, story, Sam. I also liked it more because it wasn't as, like, shock horror value as totally, the first Totally, totally. A little bit more suspense. Yeah, because the second season, I started watching, yeah. and then we get to, like, the third episode where the lady, like, like harangues the, like, evil doctor, yeah. and he, like, knocks her out, and then surgically removes her legs which is like yeah. the most horror like i literally that's like a nightmare like that is literally like an actual nightmare that i've had so like like cool like weird like societal piece yeah totally the societal piece and also just like who is gonna be the supreme yeah, but, okay so <laughs> this is not an american horror story podcast much like it might sound oh my but, god you know people have suggested things for us to do next and like a ryan another ryan murphy project is sort of obvious and like American Horror Story is bad enough that I don't want to watch it again. Like, yeah. <laughs> like the yeah. first three episodes of every season are like, yeah, okay, I'm here for it. And then it's just like severe downturn yeah. into the muck. And it's just terrible. There's only so many times you can watch Lady Gaga, like, have an orgy <laughs> in blood. So, um, But yeah, so back to, back to what we're doing here. This episode was written by the holy trinity themselves it was ryan murphy ian brennan and brad falchuk all three are credited for writing again back again to slam us with a same one instead of a new one yes um which i guess it's nice that they are you know taking the credit here for going back and actually fleshing out these other characters that we actually cared about um Um, yeah sure let's get into it so we start the episode, there's a little bit of a fun, like, shock here, a little twisty twist, because obviously if you were watching this on TV, you would have no idea what was going on. Yeah. Will arrives home to his apartment, says, honey, I started the Glee Club again today at work, and we go in, and it's Terry. It's Terry, it's and Terry. she is brandishing a glue gun. <laughs> Which is honestly, like, one of the best parts for Terry. Amazing. Well, I mean, she fucking kills it. Well, yeah, but, like, Terry's an awful person. Yeah, like, and that's, like... The, the joy of the character, yeah. right? I so mean, anyways, come so on. So he tells her, I started the Glee Club, and we see her brandish the glue gun and look not excited. And then we get the title card, and we get another title card that establishes that the year is 2009. We stand. <laughs> so then we start off with Kurt, who monologues in his inner head as Glee is once Monologues in his <laughs> inner head. He has, a, he has an inner monologue. He has sure. a monologue where we... Listen, here's the thing. He's just a big beef boy. Like... Right. Yeah, he's done... Like... <laughs> I feel like if we rewatched the pilot right now, we'd be like, oh, he's, like, skinny, but not in, like, a fit skinny, more like just, like, a skinny skinny, whereas, like... It's not, like, okay, it's not, like, a skinny situation for me. It's that, like, he's just visibly older than he was. Right. Well, but he's also, like, actually put on, like, muscle and yes. stuff, too. Like, yeah. He's a man now. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> also might have grown an inch or two. It doesn't make sense, because he was definitely over, like, 16 when he started the I show. Made a, I made a joke a few times when we were watching it, where I was like... Uh, just Chris, make sure you, um, you need to slump just a bit more. <laughs> you just look too tall. Yeah. Yeah, you look too tall in the shot. Well, Actually, bring in the apple crate. Yeah, I mean, to be We're fair, gonna put someone on a crate. Mer- uh, yeah, Amber, we're gonna put you on this crate. To be fair, Michael Malley might have gotten shorter. <laughs> <laughs> but so, anyway. What? Anyway, so. You, you don't. Kurt's a I model. Mean, t- 
how fast do you get visibly shorter as you age? So anyway, Kurt's monologue, he talks about he's he's not fitting in at school, even though the principal, he's a sophomore, first of all. Yeah. The principal had this big speech when everyone showed up that, like, you were all going to, like, enjoy this time and bond or something. Whatever. You want to know what they told me at my high school orientation? They had us look at the two people next to us, and they told us that only one of us would be graduating. And it was true. Like, because right. that, that was the dropout, right? Uh. And it's just like, oh. Holy fuck. Um, that, so that's fun. Yeah, so we we get a shot of him getting bullied by Karofsky and Puck, yes. who also look like they are, like, 40 years old. And yep. um, then he... Well, okay, let's address this first. His, they knock his shit to the ground. Yeah, they knock his shit to the ground. I also want to say that um, P- uh, Puck's mohawk is, like, definitely three inches, like, wider on either side than yes. it is in the pilot. pilot yeah. Which is weird because they use pilot footage at the end of the episode and like it's so noticeable that his hair is very different yeah um well i mean the problem is they all look visibly different because yes. they're all older <laughs> but yeah so uh but what's great about this are, is- are we just supposed to be like fine with that i think so yeah we're just supposed to accept it for what it is i yeah. guess yeah i mean it's supposed to strike an emotional resonant chord and it, you don't care. it just sort of feels like they're like the Cheating. no, but like in universe, like the characters are role playing as themselves. Yes, no, but and like a weird are. sort of like drama therapy sort of situation. Yeah, but there, there's a moment here. So his shit's on the ground, so he's bending yeah. over to pick it up, and random people walk by and just kick it. Like, yeah. Um. So Kurt and like we, as we pan up as Kurt like continues to monologue, we see that these like kids who kicked his stuff are just laughing. Yeah. Like, like it doesn't. They're la- They're like basically pointing and laughing at him which like what yeah um and so kurt um goes over to this table full of pamphlets yeah in um, front of, in front of yeah. the iconic emma's office with the window wall yep and the best place for student counseling of course in front of the whole in front of the whole like a fishbowl yeah, so exactly. people can watch you yeah, but so um, but no so as he's going over this table he has some monologue that is like honestly a little like too heavy and my like it's just he he's talking about how it like, goes to a very world, heavy place really quick yeah he talks about how like he thinks the world would be a better place without him and no one would care if he died and which is, on like, the like dark. table of pamphlets it one of them says ending it all the pros and cons yeah with a like with, chalk outline like like and blood there's like blood in the drawing <laughs> it's, it's really dark um, um which i guess like okay so Sam was like, this is a honeypot. Yeah, no, 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 I think, okay, especially, like, once we get, like, l- like a little further, yeah. it has to be, because Emma yeah. uses this as evidence when she talks to Bert about About how, yeah, okay, but so like, Emma goes up to Kurt and yeah. um, introduces herself, yes. and um, it's like, oh, are you a new student? And he's like, I'm a sophomore, and she's like, oh, well, that's awkward, <laughs> and um, then she compulsively um, cleans her hands with, like, yes. a spray sanitizer thing, yep. Um. Which, like, Sam and I were both had sort of mixed feelings about. Yeah, I mean, my issues, I feel like what they did in this episode is instead of, like, in order to, like, play up the idea that, like, oh, this is the pilot, they essentially did, like, the Pitch Perfect thing where they, like, gave each character a personality trait and just mm. really had them inhabit that trait. Well, I feel like Emma is more than just her compulsions. Oh, I in agree. that, like, she's attentive to what Kurt was... Sure. looking at and she contacted his dad yeah which like is a very responsible counselor 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 thing to do sure i so. mean i don't know my issue is just that like 
she's not the only character who it feels like they kind of were like, oh, this character is X. Like, they make a joke. We skip glossed over it because it's not a good joke. But, like, Puck, like, slaps Krosky on the ass. And Krosky's like, don't be gay. Not gay. Yeah, like. (laughs) Not gay, man. Yeah, so. Um. Anyway, so, yeah, so she enters herself. Well, well, we all know that Puck is um, a chaotic bisexual just waiting to happen. Right. Um, Let's be real. Kurt kind of, like, shuffles the pamphlet back behind him to try to hide it, but Emma notices because the next scene is called Bird In. Well, because, like, the pamphlet is, like, sort of askew in the final shot. She's a She's like, (gasps) okay, (laughs) then we um, flash right into Emma's office where Bert is here, um, covered in grime. Yes. As Emma um, clarifies. (laughs) Um, And they chat, um, and... Emma is expresses her serious concerns that Bert is very de- that Kurt, Kurt is yeah. very depressed. Yep. And um, Bert's just like, oh well, Kurt's always been different since he was two years old. Yeah. Bert assumes that this meeting is about um, mm. Kurt's obvious queerness. Yeah. But... Yeah. But like, that's not really spoken. No. And and it's all like sort no, of it's, it's coded language. Mode. Yeah. Because he's like he's like, well, I was a Browns fan and now I'm a. Bengals fan. No, he's like, well, when I was a kid, I was a Bengals fan, and now I'm a Browns fan all the way. Yeah. And it's like sort of like, yeah, I had gay thoughts, but now I'm straight. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, come but on. yeah, so then so she she's like, when I saw him reading this and she yes. showed him the pamphlet and we get some like dramatic music. And, and then, I I have a note here. Why is Bird an asshole? Because like well, again, it goes back to the thing where it's like what what was the only personality trait we had for Bert before? Yeah, before well, anything, he was he was homophobic. I guess he, they're sort of like this is sort of like a victory lap. Like, look how much we made the characters grow. That's I mean, kind of yeah. <laughs> like they're being like, look, we changed the hearts and minds look, of our characters. Bert became a different person. <laughs> a completely different person. Bert became an which, advocate for gay rights. Which, like, yes, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, my my thing is. I, I will, I'm willing to give them a little more credit on this one because yeah. they never really get into it that much. But, like, Kurt's mom did die. Yes. Um, And I'm assuming that Bert didn't take it very well because Bert seemed to really love her a lot. There and were, I'm like, sure a Kurt f- reminded him of her. There are a few moments, like, in the hospital and stuff yeah. where there is sort of, like, the times that they reminisce about her. Right. But it's never really, like, in depth. No. And I sort I of. I want to hold your hand. Yeah. That's, like, literally the only, like, real... And Bert sort of does imply that, like, Kurt is a lot like his mom. And right. there's that one bit when, when um, Kurt... So, it's like, somebody is like, what do you say when you answer the phone? And Kurt says, no, this is her son. She's dead. She's dead. Oh, rough. Which, um, is sort of darkly sweet um yeah no but i mean anyway that so, yeah, they're Bert's like an this... asshole now well it's it's not like he became one it's like well, he, he was, was one. an asshole um yeah. but you can still tell that he cares about kurt right so because we we cut to the basement you'll remember it's way kurt's, back it's kurt's yeah. bedroom like kurt's bedroom basement yeah it's, and it's everything's all white. white um and kurt is frantically working on a sewing machine there's that hanging net chair yep Yep. That's, I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, and Bert comes down the stairs and Kurt turns and is like, is it time for me to prepare dinner? <laughs> is it time for me to start preparing? Um, <laughs> like a, like a yeah. princess captured in well, a tower. I mean, uh, I mean, this is going to be kind of a niche reference, but yeah. we've been watching Fruits Basket and I was yeah. like, oh, Kurt is just Toru Honda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, t- totally. 
I mean, totally. I don't know if that's, like, too niche for the internet. Like, come, come on. Fruits Basket is, like, common knowledge. That's true. Um, but, yeah. And Bert tell like, basically, okay, Bert orders him to join yes. a team yes. um, because he thinks that'll get Kurt friends right, um, and that Kurt needs to acknowledge how weird he is for not having friends. I mean, I didn't. I didn't read that way to me. It was more that Bert points out that Kurt doesn't have any friends and spends all of his time in yeah. this basement alone. Yes. And so he wants him to go join a team. He does say it's an order. It's not a super chill way to do he it. He does say like, it's an order, and he does threaten to take away the sewing machine. Which if, um, I distinctly... I mean, we haven't watched the pilot in a while, but I distinctly remember that yeah. being referenced at some point in the first season. So, well, um, I mean, we stand if it is, but yes. I sort of... I mean, honestly, I kind of doubt it. Um, I think maybe you're just having a rosy-colored maybe. memory. Um, um, yeah. In the cafeteria with Rachel yep. um, is the next scene. Uh, Kurt comes up to her. Yep. He is in the most normal outfit he wears the entire episode. Like, the sure. most current Kurt outfit, I would say. Yeah. Um, it's just a red cardigan over a patterned um, button-up. Oh, um, but yeah, and Rachel but his is, hair is yeah. bad. Have it's we like, talked about how the hair is bad? <laughs> the hair is really bad. It's like, it's like, it has gel in it. But it's like comb It's just flat. Yeah. It's really, really flat. And Kurt looks so good with it really, really tall. Yes. Um, um, but Rachel yeah. is pulling out. She's making a ton of signs for all the clubs she's a part of. Because, because that was a thing. That, she was like full Rushmore. She yes. was in every club because she needs to experience all cultures. She's an actress. Right. Um, um, she's yeah. making these signs. And Kurt's like, oh, well, maybe I could join the speech club. Uh, and Rachel's like, no, it's full. Right, but he does. He also comments her MySpace. He says, "I've seen your MySpace videos. Yep. I think you're very talented." Which I, this is Kurt making a friend. Right. Um, and, um, <laughs> and Rachel is like, "Well, now that you bring up acting, there is a new Glee club." Well, first Kurt is like, "I've toyed with the idea of becoming an actor," and Rachel's like, "I'm not toying with anything. It's my destiny. Yes. I will be on Broadway. Yeah. I will leave this town forever." Right. <laughs> and, um, um, but yeah, like, we love yeah, that energy, Rach. Uh, there's a new Glee club, and it's not run by that old perv, Mr. Ryerson. It's, it's run by that Justin Timberlake-looking teacher. Old, old Justin Timberlake-looking Will Schuster. <laughs> and, and Kurt does look intrigued. Yes. Um. So, then Rachel's so, like, we'll, we'll meet in the auditorium tomorrow afternoon. Yes, and so we cut to that immediately, and they are right up on that piano. And Kurt is in a much worse outfit. Um, yes. It's a pattern, it's a pattern button up. Right. Um, it's like a dark blue pattern button up. With like, like a polka dot ish Orange, pattern. like an orange polka dot. Yeah. And um, on top of that, he has a teal yes. graphic t-shirt with sunglasses on it. It's really bad. And um, like, I mean, Rachel doesn't look much better though. Cause she's wearing like a black sweater <laughs> with like a, like plaid skirt, but like a very like, tight plaid skirt like it's not tight well i meant like like it's a like short a, it's like, like an a-line like plaid skirt honestly current rachel would wear a much shorter skirt no, no, because no. she loves that high I'm, hemline especially sorry. shorts when i said tight i didn't mean like like in terms of like to the body you mean yeah. like the fabric stiffness well that and also like it's like you know it's like right at the knee line yeah. and like it's like not so you mean like uptight yes yeah yeah it's not like expressive it's very like mm. it's very like pencil like office chic i guess yeah i would say it's definitely kind of um it's like an a-line corduroy brown skirt <laughs> in quotes professional um like what a temp would wear yeah but so they sing popular yeah which is kind of a um you know it's like an initial um song to introduce their friendship which 
Wicked is an important part of. Right. Because um, they both enjoy it very much. And there's that time that they sing on the Wicked stage when they broke into the theater. You remember. This explains why they love Wicked so much. It's what and why they with. used it as a way to, um, I guess, attack each other during that first diva off. Yeah. And also why they never sang this again. Oh. <laughs> It's sort of weird that, like, Mercedes and Rachel butt heads in this episode as, like, divas when, like, the first diva off was between Rachel and Kurt. Yeah, I think part of it is they recognize that, like, especially early Kurt is so weak-willed that, like, there's no way he would fight Rachel. Like, <laughs> But he does. Kind but of. Th- but then he... Um, well, he throws it because he doesn't want to be seen as gay. Right, that's true. Because of Bert. Right. Well, but what, I, what I'm saying is, yeah, they're like... Which, singing a singing a high, sustained note, I guess, confirms that you are gay. Well, <laughs> and it will make your dad hate you. That does come in Just later kidding. in this episode. That, none, so. of, none of those things are true, y'all. But, they're but not true. That literally does come up later this episode. I know, because so. of queer coding. So we, um... Yeah, so he's we, like, we should we should audition together, and Rachel's like, auditions are every man for himself. You can go. Yeah, her. Rachel has like a full like sh- like show choir's yeah. not ironic like moment. Yeah, m- yeah, um, where she says all stars shine on their own. Right, and she grabs her boombox. So then we move to Kurt chatting with Mercedes in the hallway. He approaches Miss Jones while calling her Miss Jones. She also calls herself Miss Jones. I have to comment on the outfits. Like right. the colors are great. It's this like bright pink and bright um yellow. Like a fedora. But yeah, there's a fedora involved. And, a and like the vest is like weirdly like made of like sweatshirt and it's like baggy. It's just like I mean, do you think this is a commentary on how poorly they dressed her at the beginning of the show? Or like just two thousand nine in general? Maybe. <laughs> But so anyway, um, yeah, like 2009 fashion was, um, (laughs) hindsight is 2020. And also in this year, 2020, it still looks hideous. (laughs) So, um, anyway, he, he intros, he tells us that Mercedes is well known for being like the star of her church choir. Yes. Cause she's cracked windows. Amazing voice. Yeah. Um, to reach God better. Kurt tells her that inside he's more than he looks and that he needs her to join the glee club. Um, so that he can shine. Well, no, so that she can like impart Teach some him of how his. To shine. Yes. Impart some of her like wisdom or something. Because <laughs> um, like, he's like, he's like, you see, you're you, and I'm. Well, look at me. I'm me. <laughs> it's just right. Like, which okay. During the episode, both times I watched, it, I was like, is he like trying to be like you're black, so you know how to do this? I know you said that, but like. I feel, I don't think it's, like, a comment on race. I think it's Kurt, like, being, like, look at what a weird weakling I am. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. Because he's internalized all the all the shit that, like, these bullies have said to him over and over again. Yeah, so she, she Oh, agrees. I can't wait for his, <laughs> like, you know, emotional perspective to change. And then he just gets really hot and buff. And breaks yeah. up with his hot fiance because he can. Yeah, so um, Mercedes back in the, in the present slash past. Yes. Uh, Mercedes agrees to join, and she tells Kurt that he dresses so confidently yeah. he should be more confident. Yeah, his loud. She's noticed his loud sense of fashion. <laughs> yes, but she noticed that he's not as loud as his sense of fashion. Yeah, and Kurt's like, "Well, I want to let the clothes do the talking for me." And Mercedes like, "Oh, you just wait. When I'm your friend, like I'm gonna change everything." Well, I think she's like, "I I've got the perfect idea for yeah. your audition." And then we cut to Kurt doing Mr. Cellophane, and it's um from the back, so that way it can be. A new shot with the same audio, I guess, from the pilot. Yeah, it sounds pretty similar. Um, could have been the same audio, but we do get some shots that like it's like 
intercut with the original right. it's it seems like I just so. a little bit well, there's yeah. like the you know the move like he does with yeah. his hair and, like, you know, holds his hair you know when he holds sing. his hair when he sings the high note. Yes. You know. Yes. Um. But we also it's we know there's new footage because Will is here and, and his, we're actually seeing Will this time and his notes and his notes. Um, we saw Will the first time too, but, but we don't see him writing his notes. No. Um. <laughs> the notes are, I mean, sort of rude. <laughs> yeah. So ruder one, than you'd want a teacher to be. One one of the notes says ear piercing falsetto, which is not untrue. Especially <laughs> um, great breath society. work is the next one. <laughs> yep. And then we do see one that gets written while we are listening to the song. Uh-huh. Um, gay question mark. And as Kurt sustains that high note, Will crosses out the question mark. Um, yeah. So um, rude. <laughs> I guess this is sort of like a reiteration of like, wow, there are a lot of like a plus singers in this group and that's why they did a good job right no i think that is one of the interesting things like i think one of the things they're trying to impart is that they're like oh yeah we know we should have done this because all of these people more than just the one white star or the two two white stars the two white heterosexual stars right so um yeah yeah. so then we 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 go to the tire shop we're in hummel skips into the tire shop (laughs) yeah um this outfit is bad too um but the plaid it's like a weird flat plaid flannel thing i think the plaid flannel is fine it's just like the graphic tee like (laughs) listen maybe it's just like it's a personal judgment on my part i am wearing a graphic sweatshirt right now but i think they're different Okay, 2009 graphic tees are a specific kind of bad. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it does feel like Curtis ripped out of a, like, LMAFO video every time. Totally. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's the vibe for real. (laughs) Um, And uh, Kurt goes into the tire shop to tell Bert about joining Glee Club. Yeah. Because that's fulfilling his obligation, the order. Yep. And Bert is like, um, excuse me? (laughs) And then, but... Like, make make sure to clarify that there's competition elements, like it's a sport. You know? Yeah. Kurt's like, well, it's about, like, singing and dancing and, like, improving the community. And then Bert's like, um, but is there, like, like, what, like, but what do you do? And he's like, oh, but, like, at the end of the semester, there's, like, a competition. And Bert's like, with other schools? Because he's, he was like, the whole point of this is so that you have, like, a shared goal with other people. Yeah. Which, I mean, and it's established in the first season because we have the whole thing where Kurt joins the football team. Yeah. Where, like, Bert's... Like, to get his dad's approval. Right. Because Bert's only way of understanding the world is through sports because that's what he did when he was in high school. Yeah. Um, and then Bert thanks Kurt for showing up for himself. Well, which because Kurt... Kurt thanks him first for pushing him to do this. Which is cool. Like, it's a sort of glimpse into how their relationship's gonna grow. Yeah. Do we want to get into what you took the most... Um, the most ang- anger with okay. Sure. Bert doesn't know who Beyonce is. I just think that's like wrong. I still disagree. I, I can. Can we? Okay. We need to check the tapes and go to the Beyonce episode, the single ladies episode, and see how that first like interaction plays but, out. But if Kurt told him right now, then it's reasonable that Bert would be like, "Oh, I do know who Beyonce is because you told me." <laughs> like. Okay, so we we sort of had a like we had a, a moment of discussion about this when we were watching the show because I was I'm just not convinced that anyone in 2009 wouldn't know who Beyonce is. Like Single Ladies came out that year, like sure. Just think about that and like the yeah, pervasiveness like, of that. But this is pre- <laughs> it was on the fucking news, dude. But no, but this is like pre like uh, uh, Gangnam Style like internet like. 
memory. Memory. You have a point there. Um, it's not like everyone was like, oh, look at this internet video that someone sent me three times today. Like, hmm. I don't know about that. I mean, internet memes have existed since the beginning of the internet, but we right, can't but, get it. But, we can't hash like into that right now. It was like a niche culture for a while. And I, I think a point that does go in my favor here is that Kanye, this was the year that Kanye West interrupted Taylor Swift at the yes, VMAs. But it was the same month that this presumably would have been happening. So it might not I just have actually happen. I yet. just don't see that for Bert. I think Bert would know who Beyonce is. Okay, that's just how I. That's just that how I feel. That's how I feel. <laughs> and I'm telling you that I think you're wrong. <laughs> Fine. So um, we go to a monologue from Mercedes. Oh well. Next, there is one little piece about this have... Bert and Kurt. This yeah. is some 2009 bullshit on our part. You be like, no, we have to. We no, really have to dissect this bit, part too. There's a bit yes. where Kurt hasn't. His inner monologue is uh-huh. like, I should come out to Bert right now. Like, yeah. I should say that I'm gay. And it's like it's just in his head. It's it's like, Dad, I'm gay. Yeah. And it's just him staring at Bert, and Bert's like, Bert's like, okay? everything all right? Yeah, so okay. I just wanted to point out, because I feel like, you know... Yeah. It's nice that, like, if they had done this in the pilot, it'd be nice to know that Kurt actually, like, actually, has some self-awareness. Yeah, actually identified as gay in his own head. Right. And not just, like, a very queer-coded character that, yes. like, the audience is just supposed to assume right. is gay. Right. Yep. So, anyway, then we move to Mercedes. This is the next the next chunk here is the Mercedes uh, piece of the episode. Yeah, Um. and she's like, there's just not a lot of black people at McKinley. Yeah, she's also <laughs> in her monologuing, of course, because that's the only way that we can transmit our thoughts in this episode. And she's like, there is one other black person. Who's <laughs> <But> boring. <laughs> and we see Matt Rutherford trying to get her attention as she walks down the hallway, but she completely ignores him. Yeah. Um. He's like, yeah. hey, Mercedes. Oh, Oh. Yeah, she's, she's like, hey, and then she just keeps walking. It's yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's nice that Matt Rutherford is in the episode. I, um, but yeah, so Mercedes signs yeah. up for the Glee Club, and then we cut to, she's leaving a classroom, and Rachel imme- is just there and accosts her. Yeah, it, Rachel so. is just like, um, I can tell by the way you hold your torso that your diaphragm is very strong, and I am sure that we will be competing for the solos in Glee Club, and I just want to let you know that um, I... I'm really good at all this and all my Broadway dreams or whatever. Well, um, she she wants them to be friends. Yes. Because her dads have told her that you need to be, be friends, friends with, with your competition. Yeah. And um, she is like, and that's something we have in common. Um, and Mercedes yeah. is like, what? And she's like, having black dads. Yeah. And she's like, I have a black dad. And then Mercedes is like, what? And she's like, no, that, we have that in that's common. That's something we have in common. We have black dads. Which like, okay, for one, you like, you can't assume the race of Mercedes' dad. Right. <laughs> and, and um, also, it's just a weird thing to say. It's a weird like, thing to say, and uh, like we, there's like Rachel, the baby Rachel, um, does some accident, accident racism, some like latent racism, yeah. Like, um, which like who's surprised? No one. Um, because Rachel at this time, um, hasn't really interacted with another person. It seems. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Listen, she's on. She, maybe she's on the Asperger spectrum. Maybe. Yeah. Because like being in Glee Club did help her like learn how to interact with people. That's true. Um, but um, yeah, so yeah. She, Rachel invites herself to Mercedes's church. Um, where yes. we, we cut to there, and Mercedes sings "I'm His Child" with the choir backing her up. Um, yeah, she sounds great. She sounds really good. It's a very fun number, and uh, they made Amber like I was just like, yeah, Amber Riley seems an amazing. Seems, yeah. seems about right. Like yeah. it's she didn't. Um, you can definitely tell that like it's not Mercedes now. I think right. like there's definitely a. 
like sort of a, a tonal like difference sure. between the way they sing, like the characters sing, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Maybe I'm just like reading into it, but that's, I what, think you that's how be, I felt. Like, I mean, the thing is, Amber Riley has always been like, honestly, like one of the, the su- most talented the super, people on the show. The superstar of the yes. show. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, it's really good. We see Rachel panicking during it. Yeah, which is funny. Um, Rachel... Yeah, Rachel comes into the church and sits next to people she doesn't know. Right, which, I mean, again, I feel like that's a very church vibe. Like, she's Jewish. She goes to temple, probably. She probably has a real, like... Yeah. Yeah. I, um, in my notes, I have Rachel's panic in the pews. Yes. That's what I called it. Yep. Um I, I should have put... Here, I, I put a exclamation point after panic. Thank you. Um, And I think... It's funny to watch Rachel sort of like fall apart while Mercedes is like just thinking about how much she loves Jesus. Yep. Um, and um, at the end of the number, um, yeah. Rachel comes out to talk to her, and it's like, wow, th- that was really amazing in there. I definitely felt something that I wouldn't have experienced if you hadn't invited me. And Mercedes is like, well, you invited yourself, and <laughs> I'm glad that you felt something. Right. <laughs> yes. And um. She, Rachel says some bullshit. Yeah, Rachel. Where she's like, I see your future as an R&B superstar. And your audience is going to love you. And then Mercedes is like, oh, so we'd have different audiences. Rachel, you are officially on notice. Yes. Um, Which is, again, where we kind of jump into Rachel's... Uh, Maybe some latent yeah. racism there. Yeah. Um, and uh, Mercedes is like... Every t- everywhere you think you're gonna shine, I will be there. <laughs> and I will shine brighter. Yeah. Um. So then, Which, like, yes, we stand. Yes. So then we move on to our next character. Um, it's Tina. Yeah, it's a um, monologue about how goth she is. Yeah. She's, um, she's, yeah. Un- she's wildly unpopular, but it's because she chooses it's to be wildly unpopular. Because she wants unpopular. to be unpopular. Um, because she's goth. Yes. And she is happy to be unpopular and happy to be um, friends with the one of the most alienated people in school. Yeah, well, so there's a little bit here. We do get a side where Puck comes through, makes a racist joke at her, which is not great. Yeah. But she, in her inner monologue, admits to us that she has been faking a stutter for three years. Which, like, has she? I think she has. I feel like, okay, stutters can be, like, triggered by just, like, the people that you're around. And, like, the yeah. people who are harassing her are the people that, like... Yeah, but, she has I mean, her stutter around. But no, she also stutters in front of Artie. Like she definitely does. Mm. I'm just. It doesn't really matter because she makes this little point about how she is one of. She's made friends with one of the most alienated. Yeah, she like uses Artie as clout <laughs> for her goth persona. It's really bad. <laughs> and um, Ar- then we flash to Artie's mo- inner monologue yes. when like Tina touches him. Yep. Um. Very scrubs. Uh, Artie is like. Oh, well, I love Tina. Tina's my very best best friend. friend. Sometimes she touches my shoulder. I know it sounds sad, but, like, I love it when she does that. It's just like... And um, then Artie, in in real life, says, I love you. And (laughs) Tina's like, what did you you say? And Artie's like, nothing. Let's go to the cafeteria, woman. Like, Uh, fuck uh, you, Artie. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Um, Be in touch with your feelings for once. Damn. Yeah, so then... Uh, we move to the cafeteria. We when we get there, it's immediately we see Rachel and Kurt in their previous conversation yeah. with all the posters that Rachel's making. Yes, getting food dumped on them by um a goth um some goth your hot your hot goth GF and um an other kin. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, they, so they they, 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 they dump the they dump the spaghetti and then they go to um, a table where Tina and Artie are already sitting. Right. Well, apparently we we get some, we, get, we do get a shot of um the uh one of the goths like move his tail. tail? <laughs> um, I don't know what is what their pronouns are actually. A move their tail and then like we get a flash to Rachel Rachel in a classroom being like I don't think his werewolf heritage is a real ethnicity and whatever he used to make his tail is roadkill. Uh, is roadkill and I am having an allergic reaction. Yeah, so um it it sounds Love like that. this happened because there was a dare. Yeah. Either Artie or Tina dared them to do it to like dump food on those two losers, I guess. So, in return, your hot goth girlfriend tells <laughs> tells them that they have to do a dare now, and they get dared to sign up for the Glee Club. Um, should we comment that uh, Glee mentioned other kids? <laughs> I just have... Because <laughs> Artie's like, they just don't value your other kid identity. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I mean... If you want to go on an internet dive <laughs> and, and see what some... Very strange, um, privileged white people are doing. Just, right. um, just search other kin on Tumblr and learn. Yeah, um, it's a weird thing to call M- out. Sure, it doesn't really matter because I mean, I doesn't dive into this I, because they didn't need to. Sam, here's the thing: I think what they are is whatever they want to call themselves. Exactly. Like, I'm not here to label people. I'm not either. It's just weird to call someone a furry if they are other persona is like a bird. I realize I did just call um something is called like maybe a group of people something and like then I like counteracted what I just said. But here's what I want to say about that is that like I just want to point out that other kin has a very wide spectrum. Sure. Um, so anyway, <laughs> and that some people think that they're fantasy creatures and other people think that they're animals and we are animals so maybe they have a point. Just so kidding. Anyway, anyway, Let's we keep going. Cut to Tina's audition where she sings "I Kissed a Girl" and it, we see um Will's yeah. nose. Yes. like edgy and good energy good energy and, and he finished aggressive it off with or something angry yeah angry um, um and yeah i think the version that jenna does now is great it's really good we even get the same like hip thrust motion yeah the hip thrust the bit where she like she takes her hands and she makes a v on her crotch like yeah. bam and um yeah i think it's great it's really we get like a we get a, a very sexy butt shot from sure. Artie's perspective oh, yeah. as he watches her do it. Artie is like drooling over her yeah. backstage. It's gross. Um, uh, and yeah. yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah. And man, I wish they had made Tina a lesbian. Yeah. So then we. What if they were just? What if they were just all lesbians and it was an all girl choir? I would watch that show. So anyway, then we move to Artie. Fine. Um, Artie comes out and he, and he does sings Pony. pony. Um, which, Genuine pony. Yes, which you'll remember, we didn't get to see Artie's audition number um, no. in the original pilot. So this is a fun retcon that I actually really like. Do you it's think maybe? Yeah. Do you think maybe they were like, "This is the song we were always going to have him sing," but we knew that the network wasn't going to let us do it. I mean, maybe there's also that like whole thing about how originally Artie was supposed to play like the Kurt role, and then like. It, Chris Colfer tried out, and they're like, well, we want him to be Kurt. So then they, like, wrote a new character for Artie or whatever. Yeah. So maybe it's just that, like, they didn't... Their pilot just didn't include Artie, <laughs> like, as a singing character. Well, and then no, it did. He was... He's in Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat. Yeah, that does feel like an ad once you've decided to put someone in that has a wheelchair. 
Anyway, yeah. So, okay. So, um, so then, yeah. So, then, so we actually go to the rehearsal that's yes. about, um, sit, sit down, you're rocking the bow where we have the original glee club all assembled except for Finn. Yeah. Um, and they're, and all the, they're all in the reminiscent outfits. Yes. That you see every and Rachel's time. outfit is so bad. They're it's all really bad. Rachel's <laughs> outfit is like a wallpaper vest with a silk tie and no top underneath. <laughs> Let's just talk about this real though. All of the outfits are really they're bad. They're really bad. They're really, like, really bad. wearing like a basket jersey which we've never seen her wear ever that just feels like so racist yeah anyway so it's it okay speaking of so will gives them the music for sit down you're rocking the boat rachel demands that she should get the first solo because this is the first song and it it will set precedent for the rest of their time in glee club which is insane um and and, uh, he's like no we're doing this but i was thinking for sectionals we might do a glee or a grease tribute um so we'll need someone to sing sandy who would want to do that (laughs) and this is when like so Kurt almost raises his hand. Mercedes yes. definitely raises hers. And yeah. Rachel, Rachel raises hers and has a fucking tantrum. Yes. She is like, I'm the only person in this room who could play Sandy. I know I wouldn't be able to play Miss Saigon, which she does a little well, bow with. Yeah, it, or um, Black Dorothy from The Wiz, which she does like sort of so, some hand like. Yeah. And she also puts on an affectation. When it's she like, it. like, listen, it's, it's not, not great. great, y'all. Like, it's like, Rachel, yikes. Fucking yeah. check yourself. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, but she's like, I didn't get something I wanted. Well, I'm gonna do something racist because I'm upset. <laughs> yeah. So, so then we move to Will's apartment. The vacuum is running. Terry comes up. Will is like doing like messing with like some sheet music or whatever. Terry comes up and turns off the vacuum and is like, So I see you're not cleaning. Yeah, I see you're not vacuuming. Um, I I see that you had the vacuum on um to make me think that you were cleaning so I wouldn't come check on you. Um, and <laughs> that's basically what it is. It's and not, and, not a bad sign at all. And not she, a red flag. She was like, oh, so I see you're wasting time going through the sheet music again. Yeah. Um, and uh, Will is like, oh, well, yeah, there's already infighting in my Glee Club. <laughs> well, okay. So, yeah. So she also establishes that apparently Will does all the cooking and cleaning because she will be the one who bears their children yeah, when she's, they have them. Yeah, she's going to take care. She's going to... Bear, bear the babies. She didn't say she's gonna take care of them. No. She said she's just gonna bear them. Yes. Um. But so then he tries to like connect with her and talk about the problems he's been having, and she's like, "Just give the souls to the most pathetic ones. They need it the most." Yeah, they need it the most, and if the more so, the more self confident ones yeah. will know that they're better. Right. So it's fine. Yes. Um. Which Will is like, "You're the smartest person I've ever met." <laughs> and then like she sits on his lap and she's like, "But I do have like one question." And I won't bring it up again, but is it worth it? Like, I don't want this to come between us as a couple. Like, I because need to I don't, have time for me. Because I don't want to become the wife who has an affair. <laughs> Which, Like, wow, weird threat, Terry. <laughs> and then Will is like, no, this this won't come between us. Our marriage is going to last forever. Okay. Which is a fun, okay, <laughs> come on, it's a fun joke. <laughs> like, Will isn't actually in this episode that much, and... That's a good thing for the most part. Yeah. I do like they have like these little subtle like, like kind of just you know. Yeah, I mean he about... he was fucking deep in it, y'all. Oh like, my god. I feel bad for him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, so 
in the next scene, Rachel's come up to Will and is like, I went through the yearbook and here's all the people I think you should ask to join Glee Club just based on their pictures. (laughs) And Will's like, I'm actually going to the locker room to see if football players have signed up. And before he can exit the conversation, um, Puck comes up in slow motion and slushies Rachel. With like a big extra large Oh, it's large. It's a big one. And everyone in the hallway turns and stops and points and laughs at Rachel. Yes. Um, And Rachel's like, see they hate me. <laughs> yep. So then we move to the... Which, like, okay, she has a point. <laughs> I mean, but, like... Yeah, so um, she was just talking about profiling people based on their pictures. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, then Will comes into the Glee room and tells them, we're going to the auditorium. Um, Principal Figgins is giving it to us for now. And he... Because announced... of, instead of Alcoholics Anonymous. Right. So he announces that Rachel is getting the Sandy solo. Um, Mercedes does not take well to this. She... She and Rachel yell at each other for a little bit. Yeah. And then Will tells them to stop fighting, I guess. I don't really remember what happens with us this scene. I just know that we then cut to yeah. the church. Yeah, and he's like, this might be a great topic for future weeks. Right, yeah. Well, I think because uh, Mercedes is like, we should have a sing-off to see who's the better, like, who's better. Put that on pause. <laughs> yeah. So, then, um, so yeah. then we go to Mercedes' church, where yeah. she's crying um, in the pews. Yeah. And um, her choir director comes up to her, and Mercedes is like... Rachel got the solo because white girls always get to go first. Yeah. And her choir director, instead of like acknowledging that it like probably is racism, (laughs) that like means that is like Mercedes not getting the solo, is that like, oh, well, maybe this girl needs it more than you do right now. And um, that she, she like tells Mercedes she's a star and she's going to shine no matter where she is. And that like stars will help make her better. better, And that like stars tend to find each other. Yeah. I just. We talked about it would have been better if she just acknowledged that like systematic racism exists and yeah. like, Will can say whatever he wants about Rachel being pathetic. But like there is probably an aspect to it that's like, well, the white girl gets to go first because she's white. Yeah. Um, and it's like the show trying to prove to us that yes. it's like, oh, see, we weren't being racist when the white girl went first. She's right. pathetic. See? <laughs> like, even come though, on, y'all. Even though she went first and also it did set a precedent for the rest of the show. Yeah, um, it did. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> anyway, then we move to... Uh, the principal's office. Figgins is handing Sue a check for the Cheerios for a silk mat trampoline. That's $500. Yes. Um, and she asks about this nascent Glee Club. What's going on? Yeah. The Glee Club. The Glee Club. It's like a demon from inside <laughs> of her. Like, <laughs> Well, yeah. So she she's like, I just want to ensure that the Cheerios are the real stars of this school and nothing there will change. And, and yeah, Principal reassures her because that's his first name. Don't forget. Yes. His name is Principal Figgins. Yes. Um, and then we go to the gym yes. where we see Will. <laughs> okay, no, no. Let's just establish this is the best retcon of this episode and also maybe the whole series the whole series probably that so will and sue are playing basketball together like hands-on basketball y'all they're like wrestling yes and the best part also is that sue has brought cheerios along to cheer for her yep and no one is there to cheer for will and so they're like cool they're cooling down and like getting some water and sue's like Hey, Will, because we're best friends. And then... Tell me what's going on with this Glee Club. And Will's like, we're best friends? We just... Well, yeah, we play basketball once a week. (laughs) Yeah, so, um, they are, they are best friends, apparently. (laughs) And, uh, Will, so, she asks him about the Glee Club, and she points out that it's unfair for him to, like, give these kids hope. Yeah, because they're all gonna be, like, fry cooks or something. 
And yeah. she's, because she's like, yeah, you liked Glee Club when you were in high school, and look at you now, you're a failing Spanish, te- Spanish teacher, yeah. or something like that. And um, so Will's like, yeah, but I mean, the arts are, are more important than a lot of things, like, especially cheerleading. And Sue's <laughs> like, how dare you? <laughs> like, her attitude completely changes. It's right. like, this is the moment where she began to hate Will Schuster. Yep. And she tells him if he doesn't end the Glee Club, um, she'll stop being his friend. <laughs> Which he's like... If um, you continue on with this Glee Club, we cannot be friends. Yeah, and Will's like, well, I guess we're not friends then. <laughs> and then we get the Wagner music swelling up. It's very good. Um... So, that's a great origin story. (laughs) It sure is. And, like, seriously, like, if anything, like, this makes it all worth it. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, the next scene is a Rachel monologue. It's very in the vein of that, like, first few episodes where she's, like, so determined and she's, like, exercising on that elliptical that she has in her bedroom next to the Barbra Streisand, like, vision board. (laughs) Like, she is Rachel Berry. She is here for it. She is posting her videos on MySpace. It even starts with the, um, with the, like, the very beginning acapella stings. Yeah. Yeah, where it's, like, very, like, yeah, like, I mean, if you've... If you watch the first season of Glee, which you know we what's did, up. You, then you know exactly what we're talking about. So, and uh, Rachel has come to the like decision point that she needs to go talk to Terry. Well, we because do, we do have a fun part about MySpace. She yeah, us, where it's but it's like literally the exact same screens from like the pilot. Yeah. So, well, well she tells us that she's discovered the joys and dangers of MySpace. Um, yes. Which is that she can share her talent with the world. But, but the also, Cheerios can cyberbully her. Yes. Um, <laughs> and she's like, I have grown a thick enough skin for this not to affect me anymore. And she's crying. She's crying. It's really bad. Oh. Oh, it's really she's not like ugly Rachel crying though. Yeah. It's like definitely like controlled, pretty Leah Michelle crying. Yes. Um. So then we see she's standing outside the teacher's lounge looking in as Will is like got like this massive documents in front of him. Yeah. And he has okay. My favorite part is that he has the this calculator. calculator and he like pokes at it like it's like <laughs> some kind of science experiment. <laughs> like, but so she she tells us that Will is thinking about leaving because his wife got pregnant. Yeah. And so he has to think about his finances. And so, become an accountant. Yeah, and so she's she's going to go to the top. She's going to go to his boss. And so she has to go to Terry. So she goes to uh, Sheets, Sheets and Things, things yep. where we see Terry um, on self-imposed bed rest <laughs> at her workplace, yes. um, hanging out on one of those half beds that they put the bedding on at, yep. the, at you know, Bed Bath & Beyond. You know, the like. Yeah. Um, and the display one. Yeah, she's like ordering Howard around. Yes. <laughs> yep. Making um, him do her work for her. Yeah. He's like, I guess I'll just never sleep so I can get this done. Yep. And she's like, yeah, well, you better because my baby can't be stressed out. Yeah. And then, and then Rachel, Rachel arrives. Rachel arrives and comes up to her and is like. You need to stop manipula- manipulating your husband. He needs, I need him for my yeah, future. Yeah, my potential needs will. <laughs> and Terry says, well, my potential, which is this house that I want to have and fill with pottery barn goods, <laughs> needs will also. So I don't think so. Does she know that. Just like fast fashion, fast furniture is another way that the earth is being murdered. I mean, I don't think she cares. She wants to have Terry, his and hers monogram pillows. Terry is that kind of asshole. Okay, um, we... Uh, yeah, so she won't... She's not going to help. The, the conversation is just like Terry being Terry. You yeah, know how it is. Classic Terry. Um, but so then we move to the lima bean. Yeah, where Kurt and Mercedes are... Um, in line for coffee. Yes. The lima bean was introduced in like season three, so yep. we stand. Yep. Um, they're yeah. discussing Finn's joining and unjoining of Glee Club. 
Um, huh? You'll remember that in the original pilot, Finn like joins because he wants to try it out, and, and then, then um, his Puck... friends convince him that he shouldn't. Yeah, because Puck is like, "I looked it up. Girls don't have prostates." Right, and then, and then Will threatens like, is. The... Will plants weed in his locker. Does so... he do that first or second? Is second. The... Okay, yeah. So anyway, so they're discussing Finn joining and unjoining, and also they talk a little bit about how he got a little bossy at the last Glee Club meeting, yeah. and he told Mercedes she had to do the out. Or well, she talks about how she like she's like I shouldn't have agreed to design the like the outfits, the and outfit then Kurt's like, oh well, let me help you with that. Red and denim's never a bad way to go. <laughs> Which like okay, whatever, Kurt, fine. Yeah. And Mercedes um, calls him adorable and smart. Um, and then Mercedes goes to get sugar and like yes. asks. Um, some, yeah, somebody standing there would be like, can you give me some sugar, baby? Because she yep. calls him baby is or, what it is yeah. in the subtitles, which is like, I mean, a little familiar. Um, and, well, and, it's because it's Blaine. And, and he's 13 years old. <laughs> okay. So we see Darren Chris, a yeah. probably like 26, 27 year old man, um, being a... Uh, generous. He's probably like 30. <laughs> Being a thirteen-year-old uh, boy in this scene, yeah, okay. So he, because he's we were wearing a Dalton blazer, though we were talking about this. Okay, so let's talk through the timeline. Yes. Um, we have a confirmation. Kurt is a sophomore. Right. Right now. Yes. Yeah. And season two is where he leaves to go to Dalton. Yes. So he has to be a junior because we start season two with the back from summer recap. Yep. So he at Dalton is a junior. And it's established that Blaine is a freshman when yes. he goes to Dalton because Blaine ends up graduating a year after, well... Or like a smart after Kurt. <laughs> yeah, okay, never mind. That part is hazy anyway. Who cares? But like, obviously younger. But he says... Okay, this is just proof that Blaine is a demon a who, does, who yes. does not age who lived in Dalton to siphon the energy yes. off the students he had trapped there. Right. The person that he is getting coffee with at the Lima Bean is very Kurt-like, let's yes. be honest. His name is Joby. Um, <laughs> which, no, yeah, so Joby is complimenting, he's like, oh, you're so brave for coming out. For coming out, wow, um, you're such an icon. And Blaine's like, yeah, I just love living my truth. So when, when are you going to come, gonna come gonna come out the guy's like i don't know what you're talking about i'm straight as an arrow i'm attracted to women (laughs) yes um uh yeah and then and he runs out kind of chases him and then um we move for a quick moment and like blaine like walks (laughs) through the frame behind kurt like oh well they could have met then like whatever Um, but yeah so then we, we go back to kurt and mercedes and kurt's like well rachel only wants them there because she likes she thinks that he's hot. And then, and then there's inner, inner voices for yes. Kurt. Like, what are you talking about? You like him too. Yes. Um, no, I don't. Yes, you do. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So before we move on to the next scene, I just wanted to shout out one of our listeners, um, Allison. Yes. Who emailed us a couple weeks ago. Unfortunately, we didn't have a chance to bring this up. But um, when Dalton uh, was ablaze, remember right. when, ba- when Dalton burned to the ground? Yes. So their, their suggestion is that Dalton burned to the ground because Blaine needed the power yeah. that Dalton contains to continue to torment Kurt. Yeah. And that's why New York went so poorly the first time because Dalton still existed. Because Dalton still existed. And yeah. Dalton had to like continue that's his, to maintain like, it. That's his like power reserve right. where he's been harnessing the <laughs> the youthful energy from yes. all the warblers and the rest of the students there. Yeah. 
I guess if or they exist. Them. I don't. Yeah. So, but yeah. I, it, listen, Dalton fell back to hell. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I just wanted to show, shout it out because I think it's an amazing addition, um, and I'm kind of jealous we didn't think of it, honestly. But yeah. Well, thank you, it really makes sense. Um, and Blaine is a demon who doesn't <laughs> age, who yes. has whose life goal. Which is, is eternal, <laughs> is to torment Kurt. Yes. So anyway, then we move on to a secret meeting of the Glee Club, which Finn was not invited to. Um, and Rachel gets there late because she was convincing Finn to rejoin. Yes. Um, and Kurt and Mercedes explain that they're not super hot for Finn right now. They, they don't think that he should really be Well, there. it's really like Kurt-led. Yeah, Mercedes like is in agreement because she likes She's Kurt. friends with Kurt? Well, um, yeah. I, I mean, I never think... I don't think Mercedes truly had romantic feelings for Kurt. She called him adorable last ep- or last scene. You can call people adorable without feeling romantic feelings for them. It's fine. But then Rachel... Well, Artie then kind of comes to the Finn's defense. Reminds us that yeah, Finn's the one who saved him from the from, porta potty. From the porta potty. And Mercedes is like, oh, well, he's never called me fat. Yeah. Kurt's like, oh, yeah, he did let me take off my Marc Jacobs jacket. Before they threw me in a dumpster. And then Tina's like, Andy's and, hot. And he's cute. Ah, <laughs> um, so much then, like, okay, great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so Rachel does a speech about how they should be inclusive. And because that's what sets them apart from these other groups that are yeah. exclusive. And everyone's kind of like, yeah, you're right. And that's it. That's that's the scene. Yeah, because um, I guess Rachel has friends now. She does oh, sort she of, does, yeah, she she sort of admits. That. She's like... I have never really had friends. And but this, this past week? This week, I made friends. And it was great. And she looks, like, around at them really nervously. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you are pathetic. We do well, need to be your friend. Okay, I like that, but I also like my interpretation, which is that all of them self-reflect. I'm like, oh, shit, we're all pathetic. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're a teenager. Of course you're pathetic in at least a few ways. Um, yeah, yeah, so, so we see we... Emma yes. ranting at to to games. principal yeah. um, uh, about... How Will can't leave. Well, um, Will's gonna leave if he doesn't get a raise to help fund the Glee Club. Yeah, um, and he can't leave because then we would lose him forever. So Figgins establishes that he can't pay Will more. He just no. can't. That's not in the budget. But but he, he can go into the archives and find a precious adolescent memory. Yeah, he shows us a DVD case um, that is supposedly, and we do see it right away, it's Will's... High, or high School Glee Club winning nationals. Which we do see him watching in the pilot, but yeah. this time we get a different shot. Um, Which, no, well, we see him watching it. Yeah. But this time we actually get to see, see it. the screen. Which... <laughs> like, okay. We talked about that. It's there's so like, wild. There's like four different cameras on these Glee kids. There's four on the Glee kids, and there's one on the audience. One on the audience. <laughs> and one of them is like a bird's eye. <laughs> It's just so wild. The production value on this, like, on this, like, taping mid nineties show choir competition taping is wild. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we see Emma sharing it with him, and like, she's like peeking up over the screen as Will's looking at it, mm-hmm. and then he cries, and then she like it puts her hand on his shoulder to comfort him. So. Yeah, I mean that's that's nice. Um, and then. We go to the hallway where Sue comes up to Will to congratulate him on leaving teaching. Yes. Uh, and then presents him with all of her receipts. Yes. Um, because she's going to be his first client. Yes. And she asks him to find a way to make the bikini waxes into charitable donations. Love that. <laughs> and then we cut to pilot footage. Yes. Where we see Will walking out of the out it's, of McKinley and it's just getting a little l- tearful. Literally, yeah, it's literally the exact end of the pilot. Duh. 
Including, da, 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 yeah, so it's Don't Stop Believing, and it cutaway shots to Will crying, and Puck, and Sue, and Quinn, and I think it's Santana, I'm not sure, some other Cheerio. Well, in the way, or in yeah, the it's like, it's Quinn and Santana with Sue, yes. and then Puck yeah. by himself, and, and Will is, yeah, crying too. Yeah. So yeah, so, it, and it's literally that scene, it's, it doesn't look like there's really been anything else, because they all look don't so young. Um, but yeah. Hold on to that feeling. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's what it is, y'all. Yep, and that's the end of the episode. Um, we don't really need to dig into it that much, I don't think, because it's literally the scene from the pilot. Yeah. Um, although it does evoke a lot of emotion. because Does it? I mean, I mean, like, it sort of feels like did, it should. Do you want me to out you on this? Yeah. Because you cried. The first time. Yeah, you <laughs> the, sure did. The you, first time. You cried and you yelled at me for not feeling enough emotion. <laughs> Which I'll admit, like I did, I was sitting there being like, "Corey Monteith is dead." Like, yeah. And honestly, on the second watch, I was like, "Mark Sandling is also dead." Yeah. Like, so this is honestly very upsetting. It's grim. Um, but like because well, Corey was dead at this point. Right. Mark wasn't obviously right. because right. he was in the episode. Right. Um. But it's still like, it. It's just a lot. It and it is. You know, we're we've been on a journey for a long time, and so were these people. These people were on a journey for a long time too. So yeah, um, I think it's you know, and they're not just chilling on Glee. Nope, <laughs> we're not talking about that. Oh, uh, we have to, but first, <laughs> but first, um, it's the podcast <laughs> business. Feel the podcast business. That's fine. I like that more. Okay. But, but it's, it's a metaphor. metaphor. And metaphors are important. Gold stars are important. Because gold, gold stars, stars are a metaphor, metaphor for me being a star. So we're in the podcast business. This is a weird episode to do the podcast business for. Um, mm. But let's let's try. So first yeah. of all, we're on gold star. Um, who do you want to give a gold star to? Well, let me run through the characters I'm drawn to. Yeah. Um, Kurt. Sure. Emma. Sure. Mercedes. Yep. That's fair. I mean... <laughs> I just and nodded, y'all. Of, of them? For the audio. Um, of them, I guess probably Mercedes. That's good. I like um, that. It's nice that, like, we sort of have more insight in what she was going through. Yeah. Like, or what she could have been going through, whatever. This, like, vision that the writers had, or well, maybe this is how she felt. Let's imagine how black girls feel. Well, um, <laughs> like, yeah. um, uh. Uh, but it's not great that they're... Like, she has this role model in her life that, like, doesn't really talk about how... Well, I mean... Like, the white girl does get to go first. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> to be fair, we get this one conversation, but, like, I don't know. We talked about a little bit about, like, what it would have been like if this were the actual first pilot. Like, if this was the pilot for the show. Yeah. And I stand by what I said, which is... Like, like it wouldn't, have gotten, wouldn't have, yeah, it wouldn't have gotten picked up. No. Because it, it would has, be a show about... People of color and non-straight and, people. Yeah. Which, like... Which they were able to get away with when, like, it they had a het white couple leading the charge. And and Will was one of the main characters also. Yeah. Like, all the main characters were white. They were all straight. They were all, like, typical TV characters. Yeah. For a, especially for, like, a high school drama. Yeah. So this could not have been the real pilot of the show. I enjoy the fact that we're here. I enjoy that they did it. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, but I'll save that for the slushy talk. Um, Tell me. I'm trying to decide. I have two names written down. One of them is Kurt. The other one is Sue. Mm. Um, I c- 
kind of really love the basketball scene. Yeah, the basketball scene is great. So I think I'm just going to split it in half and go Sue and Kurt. Um, since you covered Mercedes, I think that's good because I think Mercedes also deserves the gold star for this episode. But um, I think Kurt's performance is also really good. I yeah. think it's, I think it, it, you know, it's honestly their wheelhouse. Totally. So, like they should have addressed it in the first time anyway. No, totally. But, um, and then I just I love the basketball scene. And also the the scene with the tags is also pretty funny. Like Jane Lynch is a comedic actress. Yeah, like, so, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to the best number. Um, so let's just run through really quick what our numbers were. Popular. Uh-huh. We have Mr. Cellophane, kind of. Should we should we count like new numbers? I mean, if we or... only do new numbers. No, let's include let's in yeah, because yeah, they're so, in the episode. Yeah, so popular. Mr. Cellophane, uh, and then we have um, I'm His Child, Mercedes' church number, uh-huh. uh, I Kissed a Girl by Tina, uh-huh. Artie's Pony, Yeah. Uh, they don't actually do Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat, and then... It's just Don't Stop Believing at the end, right? I think so. Yep. <sighs> so it's all their audition numbers. That's how I feel about most of those songs. Well, not very good. Um, really, the one that I... Um, I'm drawn to the most is the second take at kiss. Um, I kissed a girl. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I had two numbers written though. I don't like actually either of them. What are they? Uh, I put down pony <laughs> <laughs> just cause I think it's funny. And um, like the wheelchair moves were good. Yeah. Sort of like, Oh yeah, that's definitely inspiration that will had for rapping the- all the time. No, <laughs> Yeah, I know you said that, but, like, Sam was, like, was Artie the one that gave Will the permission to rap by doing, like, a black person song? And I was, okay, like, I what? say it like that, but sure. I mean, I just don't think so. I think Will had the audacity to do that shit all on his own. Yeah. Um. The other one I wrote down was Don't Stop Believing, because it does emote an emotional response. But I think I'm going to go with Popular, because I think, yeah. really, like, it is kind of the culmination of Rachel and Kurt, even though it's supposed to be, like, in the past. Yeah. I feel like it is really kind of like a tribute. This is how they would meet. This yeah. is what they would do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, it's, yeah, I mean, I don't really like Artie that much, so... What, I, they, what did all these characters do their freshman year? I have no idea. Well, well Artie did band. Yeah, and Rachel was in um, Mr. Ryerson's Clay Club. That's true. And, and she wasn't in a lot of other clubs, too. And Kurt was a sewing shut-in. Yeah, <laughs> and Tina was a goth. And Mercedes staying at church. Um, okay. So then, yeah. So then, uh, let's move to the last piece of the podcast business: the slushy rating. Uh-huh. Uh, as we always do, this is literally one of the first times we've seen someone get slushied. Maybe this whole season. Um, is, uh, we we give it a slushy rating out of five slushies. The more, the worse. Obviously. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling? I'm gonna give it one slushy and a plate of spaghetti. Okay. Sure. I'm one glad. and one. Yeah, um, I I'm gonna give a zero out of five slushies. I I know you like said that and you're gonna give two in retrospect to last week's episode, which I I support that. Um, I like <laughs> I think this is an interesting way to end a show with like a flashback episode where all the older characters play themselves. Yeah. Themselves. Well, I mean, the older actors play like a younger character. version of their character, which is interesting. Um, it, I do find it sort of hard to really be in it. And That's I fair. can't, like, it is sort of them trying to retcon some of the wild shit they did, which, like... I mean, but is it, though? Because I don't think they actually, like... I mean, the the basketball but the basketball thing is funny, though. Yeah, like, the basketball thing is funny. And, like, for most of it, it's just 
jokes that are like references to the show or like things that are going to happen yeah in the future of these characters yeah um which is a funny way to do a flashback yeah like, i just i guess i'm reminded that like so much of that early glee was really frustratingly like white and heteronormative and right, like but, but i'm and i like to see the growth like yeah we stand but also i'm tired <laughs> That's fair. I just, I think this, I was skeptical, like I said at the top of this episode, I was skeptical about this being kind of like, this being an episode near the end of the se- end of the series. Yeah. But when, after I watched it, I was like, that was actually like, good. Like, Do you think they were all the way successful though? Like. I mean, no, because I don't think Glee is all the way successful at anything. But I think this is <laughs> one of the closer, like this mm. is kind of the closest they've gotten. Which is why I'm only giving it one slushy. That's fair. Yeah. I'm still giving it zero. Um. I am, to clarify, I am going to retroactively give last week's episode two slushies out of five. Um, I mean, you know, I was just high on the joy of watching mm. these children get to perform. Well, we're, um, we need to go watch the um, finale. The finale. There was one thing we had to cover. Oh, we, we have to cover the, um, the oh, uh, yes, chill, our, yeah. chill on Glee, I guess is what. Chillin' on Glee. Clint, so, <laughs> Mark Sailing produced like a... A, a music, a music, mu- video, music video, a DIY music video yeah. <laughs> where he sings a song on his way to Paramount Studios to do um, his job as an actor on Glee. Yeah. And it's, it's about it's, how much he loves his job and how much he loves chilling on Glee. Yeah, it's cut with like cast members and crew members of like on the show. And, yes. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> we went down to like, like half a YouTube hole yes. of, of like weird Glee behind the scenes content. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. It wasn't that bad. Like, you mean the music video? The production quality is very low, but I do like that we get this like glimpse of like little wholesome moment. Yeah, of like you know, they were actors doing their job. Yeah, the show was bad, but like it's not their fault. It's, I, it yeah, really isn't. and that's that's what I like about watching all the behind the scenes when it's like interviews with the actors and stuff. Because yeah. you were like, oh, but it humanizes them too much, and I'm like. <laughs> No, see, their humanity is what makes me hate the show more. Yeah, that's fair. Because the show did this to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll probably have more. Like, I, I don't know. I don't want to dive into it too much now just because we're yeah. wrapping up an episode here. But uh, Yeah, so if you want to contact us before the final two episodes of our podcast, yes. one more episode of Glee, two more episodes of this podcast, yes. probably. Yeah, we we'll um, need to do a wrap up for sure. You can contact us at snmhakely at gmail.com or on our Twitter yep. at snmhakely. Yep. And We'd, shout outs again to Allison for emailing us. Yeah. We, we love l- hearing from people. We love to hear what you've got, especially if it's just agreeing with us. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> or if it's like expanding on our lore. Yeah. Than love do, that. That's great because, you know, we need that canonized. Alien. So. Uh, Brittany is an alien. I mean, Don't sure. Um, and <laughs> we're going to go watch the pilot, the finale right now. Um, yes, yeah. And we'd love to hear what you have to say about Glee as a whole, our podcast, any, any loose ends that we need to tie up. We need to do that tying. So yeah. reach out to us. Um, thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, next week, we'll be back with season six, episode 13, the last episode titled Dreams Come True. Um, so we'll see. We'll time see if our jump, dreams... time jump, time jump, time jump, time jump, time jump. Time jump. <laughs> I didn't say time's up. I said time jump. So until oh my god.
We'll be back next week. I've been Sam. <laughs> I've been Maggie. And we hate Glee. From the top. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>